Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. Uh, several years ago, it's probably been uh, probably 10 years ago, I had an interesting dialogue with one of our listeners who is Catholic. Um, I am not Catholic. I am respectful of Catholics. I am respectful of Catholic doctrine. I don't agree with much Catholic doctrine. Uh, I have some, in fact, very serious and deep disagreements with Catholic doctrine. Uh, They're not minor. But I am not antagonistic. I am not a Catholic basher. Uh, But one day, uh, I was discussing the differences between evangelicals and Catholics, what we believe about salvation, Mary, uh, heaven, hell, purgatory, and so on. And I think I was doing it in a respectful manner. But a Catholic listener got quite upset with me uh, simply because I pointed out the differences that evangelicals and Catholics have in some important points of doctrine. As a result of that dialogue, the uh, the Catholic listener, and by the way, this person was not disrespectful, just uh, animated, okay? And I suppose I was probably animated in my response as well. Anyway, the Catholic individual said, well, you Protestants and evangelicals, you know you've got over 3,000 denominations. You can't agree on what you believe. Uh, if you're not Catholic, you're part of a splintered group. Uh, and then tried to tell me that the Catholic Church is basically monolithic. Uh, the whole church is in agreement, doctrinally, uh, philosophically, and the millions and millions of Catholics all over the world, they all agree together. I haven't heard from that listener for quite some time, but I just wonder if that person would feel the same today, because the Catholic Church is deeply splintered. Uh, deeply splintered on abortion. We have a Catholic president who boasts about being a devout Catholic, supporting something that the Catholic calls a mortal sin. It's a bad sin, not a minor sin. Uh, The Speaker of the House, who will not be the Speaker of the House very much longer, uh, boasts about being a uh, devout Catholic and takes positions that are the opposite of the doctrinal positions of the Catholic Church. Uh, The Catholic Church is deeply divided on abortion. The Catholic Church is deeply divided right now on marriage. And the one of the newer—well, no, it's not new, but it it has become major—is the ordination of women. Well, this is— always been a tiny, tiny, tiny little fragment of Catholics that believe that women should be ordained, but it was very small. It is growing, and it's growing rapidly. Illustration. Headline. Head of German Bishops' Conference says he will not accept the Vatican's no 
on women priests. Uh, now, this is not just any German Catholic. This is the head of the German Bishops' Conference, the most influential Catholic in Germany. And he is saying, if the Vatican says no to women priests, I'm not going to accept it. Now, this is not a minor issue, because the authority of the Vatican and the authority of the Pope is absolutely essential to the unity of the Catholic Church. Because, as my listener pointed out, Protestants don't have a Pope. Evangelicals don't have a Pope. We don't have one person who keeps us all going in the same direction. And this is something that Catholics for centuries have cling, clung, clinged to, clung, cling, have embraced. <laughs> this is something that they have embraced for centuries. We follow the Pope. We trust the Pope. We believe the Pope. And if... In the rare case, he would speak ex cathedra, which does not happen very, very often. But if the Pope were to speak ex cathedra, he has the same authority as God. Now, again, that has rarely happened through the centuries, but the Pope has the ability to speak as God. We are seeing a Pope in distress, and we're seeing a Catholic Church that is deeply, deeply divided. When you have the most influential Catholic in Germany saying, if Rome sees—well, in fact, here's his quote. If Rome sees this point as settled, and what he's talking about is priests, women priests— If Rome sees this point as settled, it is still an urgent question, and therefore it is on the table. He will not accept the Vatican saying no. Um, For our Catholic friends, this is a big, big deal. Uh, My prediction Um, I don't think it will be even five years. There will be women priests. Now, devout Catholics, and not like Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, this is going to be a shock to devout Catholics. But this is, uh, I think, just the beginning of some massive changes, unless... Unless something happens where there is a new, a new pope installed, and that could happen. I don't know. Uh, oh, my goodness, I'm running out of time. Uh, oh, I, I wanted to get to this yesterday. This is just weird and bizarre uh, and completely different topic than what I was just talking about. But did you hear that the Senior Energy Department official 
The uh, person who is the deputy assistant, well, was, because he's now been placed on leave, the Department of Energy's deputy assistant secretary for spent fuel and waste disposition, personally appointed by Joe Biden, has been arrested. What did he do? Uh, He stole a suitcase at an airport. He's going to go to prison? Well, it wasn't just any suitcase. It was a $2,500 designer suitcase. And he didn't just steal it. He stole it, and then he lied about it. I, I didn't do it. Well, they got him on security cameras, and he did. Now, who is this guy? Well, his name is Sam Brinton. And if that name rings a bell... He is the cross-dressing transvestite drag queen deputy assistant secretary for spent fuel and waste disposition. Yeah, he um, he goes to work. He he goes to work at the Department of Energy in female clothes, makeup, lipstick, and on the weekends he's a, a drag queen. Yeah. Uh, He has been placed on a leave of absence while uh, police figure this all out. Uh, The theft happened in Minneapolis. He denied it at first, but they have him on security camera taking the luggage, ripping the ID off of it so no one would know who actually owned the luggage. And then he used that same luggage at that same airport for two other flights. But he said, I didn't know it wasn't mine. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, this is a little brief snapshot of the kind of people that um, this president has appointed to be a part of his administration. No, can't make that up. No, you, you can't make that up. All right, quick break. We'll uh, wrap things up when we come back. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. I read a study in National Geographic magazine. Oh, my goodness. It was probably 30 years ago. And I don't know that I could ever find it again. But the contention, well, the the content of this article was the amount of available sunshine at different places around the world and different places in the United States. I'm talking about how many sunny days you have a year. Amount of available sunshine. Now again, this is back 30 years ago and I'm depending on on a very bad memory, but I'm almost positive that Ohio 
and particularly central Ohio, was in the bottom 10% of the world in available sunshine. And I remember it because I was so shocked. The bottom 10% of the world. Now, I just tried to look it up just a few moments ago, and I couldn't find the study. And again, this was a long time ago, and maybe it has changed now. But it said that Ohio, and particularly central Ohio, had some of the least number of sunny days in America and in the world. And that's one of the reasons why I don't like winter. I hate, I guess, is a strong word. I don't enjoy winter. And so this story does not shock me. Headline, Ohio is ranked among the top 20 states with the highest rate of seasonal depression, a new report shows. The Buckeye State is ranked 19th in America for seasonal affective disorder, often called SAD, according to a report uh, using search analytics. While residents in warmer states do struggle with seasonal depression, residents in colder northern states are much more likely to develop depression, the report said. Uh, Alaska is first, Vermont is second, New Hampshire is third, South Dakota and so forth. We're in the top 20. Uh, We are 19th. Uh, States like Florida, Hawaii, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas have the lowest rates of seasonal depression. And it's all about sunshine. And it's true, folks. It is true. So what do we do about it? We live in a state that is prone to sad. Uh, Again, what's it called? Seasonal affective disorder. Seasonal affective disorder. Well, you can either move, and that's not likely for most of us, or you can understand that this is a problem. And when you're feeling down, as all of us do occasionally, realize part of the reason may be the clouds. It may be the weather. It may be the lack of sunshine. So what do you do? Well, number one, make sure that you are spiritually grounded and you have a solid foundation spiritually. Make sure that you're praying. Make sure that you are spending time in God's Word. Make sure that you are spending time claiming God's promises. Make sure that you're putting your focus on God and His provision and His promises rather than the world around you. And then secondly, don't sit in the dark. It is important to have light in your life. It really is. It's really important. And uh, if you really suffer from sad, seasonal affective disorder, and this is true, there are lights. Uh, I don't know whether you just buy the light bulbs or there are lights, and you can find them all over the Internet, that actually give you sunshine in your home. Now, I, hey, listen, I don't know enough about them. I, it's not like a, a tanning bed. Uh, I don't think you can get a sunburn from them, but they give you 
similar benefits uh, to sunshine. And then make sure that you are getting your vitamins. Vitamin D is essential, but seasonal affective disorder is a real thing. It is not made up. It's not imaginary. And if you find yourself being down, well, realize part of it is you live in Ohio. Now, I love the state of Ohio. I do. I've been here 40, what, either 46 or 47 years I've been here. And I truly love the state of Ohio. But I understand that winters here are difficult emotionally. So understand it and then do something about it. Don't just sit and sulk and don't think that it's hopeless. Don't be convinced that there's nothing you can do about it. And who? Take off to Florida every once in a while. (laughs) Anyway, it is a real deal. Ohio is ranked among the top 20 states with the highest rates of seasonal depression. A new report states. At least we don't live in Alaska. It's, uh, It's worse. Folks, I am so grateful that you have spent time with me today. Thank you. And I really do mean that. I hope you have a wonderful evening, and I hope uh, I hope you really do, and I mean that as well. Not much sunlight today, but please, wherever you go and whatever you do, remember whose you are. Listen, listen, think, think, discern. discern.